Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Lisa Holland. My sister and I own a pet shop in Boca Raton. It's called Finn's Furs and Feathers, and we've been there for 52 years. My dad opened it in 1970. And we have decided um, many years ago that we would no longer buy animals from wholesale distributors, that we would only do adoptions of animals, help people out in the neighborhood, in the community with rabbits, guinea pigs, parrots, even parakeets, lovebirds, whatever someone has that needs a home of animals that we sell in our store. The reason that we don't like to go and purchase animals is there's so many animals in the community and in homes that, that need homes, they have to be rehomed. People go out and buy animals and they don't realize they're allergic or they don't realize they need their landlord's permission to have an animal. So then they have to give the animal up and there's no place to take these animals. So we have decided to take that on. We have a waiting list of animals that need homes. And so we just don't want to contribute to this overpopulation that we have now. Um, we do not do exotics. A lot of animals need USDA license that we cannot deal with. We actually, when we do adoptions, we actually, if you already have birds, you have to bring your birds in to meet the birds that you want to adopt. Because if you take a bird home and it doesn't mix with the bird you have, then the bird has to come back. And it's very upsetting. To, we want the right home for the right animal. It's very clear when the bird does not like a person very, very clear. It's almost like they stand away. They don't want anything to do with them. They turn their back to them. But a lot of the birds are friendly to people. There's a special thing. They coo, they, they make these really cool noises and they rub on them. Their dilation of their eyes, the way they respond to them, they will actually reach out to try to grab them and, and they will actually love to be held. And they sometimes will regurgitate. I mean, that quickly, the birds will regurgitate onto the person that they really, really like a lot. I know it's a really weird thing, but that's what birds do. They try to feed you. It's a, it's a shot sign of affection and love. Well, one day, one of our great customers came in and said, I have to rehome my blue and gold macaw. I am getting married and my fiance just doesn't like the bird. They don't get along. So we said, okay, fine, we'll we rehome it. So he brought the bird in in its cage and we uh, um, put it up for adoption and it had been attacked by a dog it had a club foot kind of injury on its foot it was blue and gold beautiful blue and gold big macaw very friendly you could cuddle it like a baby so many people wanted to adopt this bird but it was a very special bird as they all are and they're the people have to get along with the bird but the bird has to get along with the people it's a very intricate um, relationship if it's not in the right home, a bird will not do well. So we were waiting. And one day this guy just came in out of the blue. He had heard we did adoptions and he was new to the area and he was looking for a bird because he had some, he had some macaws and he lived up in Manalapan. So we decided, okay, fine. So we took the bird out and he was, the bird loved him, loved him, loved him, loved him. And I said, but we need to have your wife meet the bird because your wife needs to meet the bird. 
And he's like, okay, uh, fine, fine. Well, in the meantime, we got another bird, Amazon and a Conure in from a family who had bought these birds and realized in a few weeks' time they were not bird people. So we had these birds up for adoption. Well, the man came back with his wife, and guess what? The blue and gold, of course, loved the husband, and the Amazon loved the wife. But what was even more special was in the, t in the time between them coming in, the blue and gold and the Amazon bonded. So we already knew they had to go together. We were not going to separate them. They didn't live together, but they preened each other. They, oh, they fawned over each other. They really, really loved each other. And we're like, great, now we have to adopt the blue and gold out and the Amazon together. And guess what? They did. The couple came back. They drove off with the blue and gold and the Amazon. And they lived happily ever after. Lisa Holland with a story about adopting out birds. Michael, you know how I feel about these kinds of stories. I just love it. Not only is she saving an animal and doing such a good job of finding the right home, but she is also doing a wonderful community service. And what more can we ask? That's what we do at Public Radio. That's what we do on, try to do on the Public Storyteller, build community. I so admire Lisa's store, Finn Furs and Feathers, because she's more concerned about the animal's welfare and not wanting to encourage the use of, of what's called puppy mills. She puts it very well. She says there are so many animals out there that need homes. She doesn't want to contribute to overpopulation. Not only that, she wants to find the right home. And I learned so much about birds from this story, about bonded birds and how birds can express how they feel about people. It's just fascinating. I really never thought about it, I guess because I never had a bird, but... It makes sense that birds and humans can have a connection. I do know that birds are very, very intelligent animals. And she's learned over the years that they make their preferences known. And if I ever have a bird regurgitate on me, I think it's a compliment. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, Michael? There's a great story somebody told me once about having uh, an audience member fall asleep. And she was so pleased because he was a hospital patient and she found out that he hadn't slept in a long time. And so when I tell stories to people who are not well and they fall asleep, now that I know what that means, I know that they feel so comfortable so relaxed, so calm that they can fall asleep that I don't get insulted. And this was the same with this. I just laughed so much when I heard that. You know, you might think it was an insult, but not at all. And you also must like it when people yawn at your storytelling events. Somehow that does not sound like a compliment, but I'll work <laughs> on it. I'll try to turn it into one. Uh, getting back to the pet store, Fen Furs and Feathers has been here in South Florida for quite a while. Yeah, she says 52 years. It's a family business. So this is something that Lisa learned at the knee of her father. This is a kind of attitude to the, not only to the community, but to animals that I find just a, a marvelous legacy. 
Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. We'd like to hear more stories from our South Florida listeners. How can they get in touch with you? Send me an email at cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at fau.edu, and request instructions. That's all you need to do, and you can record it at home. Our website also has contact information as well as archive stories at wlrn.org. Click Radio and the Public Storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. 